Ask anyone you know who lives in a blended family, and the word easy will likely not be used to describe the initial adjustment period to adding a step-parent or step-children to the household. Well, Heidi Farrell of Kearney is well acquainted with that struggle. This morning, we're going to be connecting to the insights that Heidi has learned in her journey. Heidi, welcome to the Morning Conversation. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We want to talk about God at work in your life. You, at some point, came to know Jesus and decided he was someone that you wanted to commit your life to and follow. So we'd love to kind of hear a brief synopsis of that story, how you came to know and love Jesus. Um, I think my dad had taken me to a a Billy Graham crusade Mm -hmm. and they did an altar call at the end. I remember saying to my dad, I want to go forward to give my life to Jesus. Of course, that was, you know, that was when I was four years old Mm -hmm. and, you know, my right heart was ready to love the Lord, but that looked a lot different when it's played out in life. And um, when you're faced with things as you get older and temptations and um, decisions that you need to make. I was blessed to have Christian parents, but I had to really rediscover what that meant for me as a young adult. And so I really just kind of turned my back from the Lord for a while. Mm. Um, But when I decided to come back to Him, it was after really questioning people who I trusted, people who I knew had a solid foundation. I could go to them and say, so explain this to me and explain that to me. And I really was hungry to hear the truth as an individual. And I'm so grateful my parents instilled a solid foundation in me because even when I had my back turned from the Lord, I had never lost the part of me that feared the Lord, that mm. respected the Lord, who, right. who knew there was a God bigger than me. And I still believe that He protected me from situations. So for parents out there whose <laughs> children are, are wayward or going off on their own path for a while, don't give up on them because the faith and the foundation that you've instilled in them, it does have a part in who they are. Yeah. It does play a part in the conscience. And you said you talked to people around you that you trusted. Was that partly your parents or was it other people? Um, it was partly my parents. Um, I was doing a master's in music actually in Germany, hmm. I had met some Germans and I believe that they helped get me on the right path to, you know, to really examine some of the, the elements of the Christian faith. And really what I walked away with through that experience and really just pouring into what God wanted me to know during that time was that I had made a habit of blaming Christians for the things that I felt were coming up short. I needed to let Jesus represent himself. What did it look like practically for you to go, hey, you know what, this isn't about people, it's about Jesus. I needed to stop judging and expecting that everything I was looking for would happen just because I thought other Christians should be providing those things. If I wanted to find a place to serve the Lord and I wasn't finding it, I couldn't expect, oh, I just need to sit around and wait. I needed to start it. As a mom, I needed to actively serve other moms because I liked when people would, you know, check in with me. But if I wasn't feeling that, I needed to be the one to start that. I needed to bring mom's meals when they had a baby. I needed to love them. You know, Heidi, you've got both adult uh, children. You got children at home. You homeschool. How did you got to work in your life to to lead you to to start uh, in helping to start the Kearney Community Moms? Like you, you got lots that you're doing. So it started with a mops group that we used to have in Kearney, which um, was wonderful, and it was a way that I could jump so in. Mops and, stands for it stands for mothers of preschoolers, okay. but mm-hmm. Mops International is not just for mothers of preschools. It's for moms of kids of all ages. Anyway, we had that ministry in Kearney for a while, and it just developed into the Kearney Community Moms Group. New Life Church in Kearney has opened their doors to us being able to host in there. Now we're doing once a month. We are able to offer free childcare, which is important for especially if they don't have a partner at home who can take care of the kids or maybe their partners at work. So we are able to really pour into these moms 
with devotions, with speakers, with snacks, with childcare, with door prizes and all those things. So that's been a really neat way to practically pour into the moms in our community. Hmm. Yeah. So what are you excited about right now with the uh, Kearney Community Moms? What's going on? What do you see God doing? What are you, what are you pumped about? We have been really blessed to see the growth in this community um, through just new moms showing up, continued, you know, repeat moms coming back. Um, our speakers are incredible. They're, every single one of them has something different to share. Some of our speakers are secular. Some of them are, are Bible-based. Um, we try to offer a multitude of different topics and things for moms of all ages and stages and for all faith backgrounds. And we even welcome moms who have never stepped inside a church before. We want everybody to feel welcome. We just have an attitude of respect among our differences. We try not to make it feel like you have to know the Bible like the back of your hand, and yet we don't ever shy away from the gospel. How do you eat besides homeschooling, which my wife homeschooled all our kids through eighth grade? <laughs> I know the busyness of that piece. And uh, you help lead the Kearney uh, Community Moms group that we were just talking about here a few moments ago. So you also have a stepmom ministry called uh, Not <laughs> Just a Stepmom. So how did that start and why did you call it Not Just a Stepmom? So when I married my husband, I acquired two stepchildren. The ministry Not Just a Stepmom came because as any stepparent, can attest, it is not an easy journey being a step parent. Mm. It's often a lonely role. It's often one where you don't know what's expected of you. You pour into these kids often to feel rejected, to feel confused, to feel like an outsider in your own home. And so over the years of my own growth and my own discovery of who God wanted me to be as a stepmom, as a wife, as a biological mom, as a woman, I always had the desire to pour back into other step parents, especially when things were at the low point. And I thought, okay, God, you're going to have to use this for good because this does not feel good right now. And so through that process, God allowed me the opportunity to start a blog. I called it Not Just a Stepmom because it was originally to speak to stepmoms in the heart of a stepmom when you sometimes feel like nothing else is working and you're trying so hard, but the only thing that you can focus on is that you're just the stepmom and nothing's working. And so I just wanted to remind stepmoms that you're more than that title. You're more than that role that you sometimes feel pushed into. But through that process, I've been able to study more about step families and speak at some conferences and coach. And I've loved coaching even step couples. So I love pouring into the dads as well. So it's been a huge blessing to have that ministry. You know, Heidi, in your blog that you share very vulnerably about your own step parenting journey. And you make the statement that step families are always built on loss. So tell us about that. That is a hard one for step parents to swallow because when you're standing there saying your vows and you're feeling this joy of your wedding day mm. or your new life together, it's hard to imagine that your family has a foundation of loss. So the way it really is for the kids though, is a sense of loss. Their parents will never get back together. And even if they didn't like their parents being together because there was a lot of stress, that's still their identity is their mom and their dad. And that is sort of like the nail in the coffin. My parents will never get back together. Sometimes the loss can come later, especially for a step parent who then examines after a certain amount of time, wait a minute, there's something here that I didn't expect to feel these things. And even if there's still joy and there's still commitment and there's still love, there is a, a grief period and you have to just come to grips with, this is never what my family's going to look like. I'm always going to have the influence of another adult in my home. Even if the biological mom or dad isn't living in the home, there's always that influence. Um, my stepkids are always going to grapple with feelings of loyalty and feeling that 
pressure of who can I love, who should I not love. There's a lot of emotions that you don't expect when you are at the very beginning of this hopeful new beginning of this relationship. So Heidi, how do we process that? I mean, any other thoughts that you have as far as, you know, dealing with and helping to kind of manage that reality? Absolutely. As a Christian, we can always come before the Lord. And I think it's helpful to just be real. And just to really acknowledge those feelings and just kind of get real with God and say, this is not what I was expecting. What are you wanting me to learn through this experience? Because I don't like this right now. I don't like feeling these things. And I think if we can acknowledge how we're ultimately feeling, it gives permission to just kind of let it out. And it also gives God an invitation to step in and start to go, okay, now I've got your attention. And now I can show you what I want to refine in you. And I want to show you how I'm going to grow you and mature you and draw you closer to me. Because like you said earlier, when we can fix our eyes on Jesus and not on our circumstances, we start to really see how God is working all around on the periphery. And we go, oh, I want to be more Christ-like through this. How can that look in my step family? How can I start to be grateful for what God has given me? How can I look for the good and see that my role may not ever be a parent, but it will be a position of influence in my stepkids' lives. I can pray for them. I can pour Mm -hmm. into them. I can nurture them. Let's turn this conversation a little bit on the positive side, right? There's lots of challenges, lots of difficulties to uh, being a step parent, but there's clearly going to be joys. If not, then you you wouldn't be in it and you wouldn't be encouraging people to to kind of navigate it in faith. Give us some perspective on like, what's the beauty of being in that role? There are a lot of beautiful things. There's a lot of beauty that can come from the ashes. And so I really encourage when I, when I work with stepmoms, I work with couples to really just sort of seek out the good things. If your stepkid does one good thing Hmm. and they did a bunch of other things that annoyed you, if they did one good thing, praise them for that thing. Find out what their love language is. With my stepson, he was always begging for things. He always wanted money, begging for, we had full custody of my stepkid kids all throughout middle school and high school. And so I would see him begging for things or asking for really expensive Christmas presents. And I thought, this kid is greedy. Hmm. But I really asked God, show me love for this boy and show me how he receives love. And God would immediately put on my heart, give him a little candy bar, put it on his bed Hmm. or you know, that t-shirt that you saw at the store, pick it out, just leave it you know, on his desk or something. So he sees it after school. And what I realized was my stepson was not greedy. His love language was gift giving Hmm. and gift receiving. And I tell you what, as he matured and got older, and it wasn't just, you know, that young boy kind of begging for things, what I saw in him developing was a heart to give the most incredibly thoughtful gifts to Mm. us. Even when he was spending his own hard-earned money that he had gotten from his, you know, Domino's delivery job. And so he was he was buying us gifts. And I think sometimes if we just focus on the negative, oh, they're greedier, oh, they're complaining, or oh, they're this or that, we miss the beautiful transformation that can happen in their heart that God is saying, you have an opportunity to love this child, to draw out those strengths I've given them so that we can help those strengths to blossom and mature. So Heidi, you made the comment I really liked. You you said uh, you can never be their biological parent, but you can be a significant influence in their life. I'd love for you to kind of unpack that a little bit more. When we get stuck on being the parent or being the mom or being the dad, we start to put ourselves in this role of being the disciplinarian. Mm. And we go, I'm going to shape this kid up. I'm going to shape this family up. Boy, I've looked from the outside in and I can see all the things they've been doing wrong. But hey, I'm the savior. I'm going to come in and I'm going to fix them, clean them up. And so when we do that, we burn bridges really fast. And they go, wait a minute. I kind of liked you when my dad or my mom was dating you. But now that you're in my home and you are like trying to be my parent, 
I don't like you so much anymore. This is not okay. This is uncomfortable. Now, I'm not saying you become a doormat and you get walked all over, but you have to learn to connect with the child very gradually through trust, through trust building experiences, through shared experiences, through shared traditions, through things where you're encouraging them. Again, you're pointing out their good things. And then eventually you will earn the right to have more authority in their lives. And before you know it, you will be acting like a parent. You just can't rush that. You have to let the biological parents still be the primary parent. Mm -hmm. You have to encourage your spouse behind the scenes. You need to pour into them and say, I know this is hard for you. You're doing a good job. I can see that this is tricky. Uh, Here's what I need. Can you help me out with this? Can we be a team? Can we come to some common goals together? But if I jump in and I try to do all the parenting, that pushes the parent out, the biological parent out. And really what it does is it causes the biological parent to then want to come in and defend their child. Mm. So then the step parent starts to feel pushed out. Mm. And really it's nobody's fault. It's just a learning process. And so there's so many step families that go, there's something wrong with us. We must be failing. It's not you. (laughs) It's the system. It's tricky. And so, the more we can realize that slow and easy does it, it's a process. We got to trust the process, learn as we go, be humble, be quick to apologize, quick to forgive. It will eventually work out. Heidi, holidays can be especially challenging, obviously, for a time for blended families and get kind of crazy during that time of year. So what have you learned to help with the extra challenges that holidays create? Yeah, you're right. Holidays are tricky for all of us, I think, in general, mm-hmm. because everything changes. All the expectations change, the routines change. Um, and so for step parents, especially or step families, it can be even trickier because sometimes you have the kids, sometimes you don't have the kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even based on custody schedules. Maybe you have the kids just for holidays in the summer. And so you're kind of going from this, we haven't had the kids around now, they're there 24 seven for a whole week and I'm losing my mind. Or, you know, you're supporting a a spouse who's really sad because their kids had to go and be with the other parent for the holidays. So the holidays can bring out a lot of emotions. And so for step parents, I think it's really important to kind of think through things before the holidays and prepare. Um, It's important to really just kind of be intentional about what you think you're going to need and really to communicate that with your spouse or your partner before the holidays. For example, if you're not sure if you're going to have any time by yourself and you need a little time to recharge, it's important to have maybe a code word for, hey, I just need to go to the bedroom by myself for a little while, or I just need to go for a walk or a drive. And that will just give kind of that, okay, I can breathe. I can kind of pray about this. I can kind of scream at the steering wheel, whatever I need to do to get it all out. Or maybe there needs to be a code word to go meet with your spouse or partner privately so that you can talk things out so there's not this tension or resentment building. So I think it's really important, first of all, to set the expectations for the holidays by communicating about what you think your needs are going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Communication is so big, isn't it? In so many areas, the the foundation is let's just talk with each other, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah. Let's not pretend it's not there. Let's not try to cover it over. Let's not try to skirt the issue. Like as, as challenging as it may be to dive into the issue, let's dive in because that's that's the only pathway towards health and uh, just kind of writing the ship. Heidi, there may be a step parent listening this morning and they're struggling. They're like, this is just hard. And I think I'm failing. I don't know if this is going to work. Could you breathe some words of hope into their soul this morning? I, I hear you and I see you because I've been there. It's not an easy journey. It's often very lonely. You often feel like an outsider. If that's you in this moment, don't worry. There's hope for you. God has a plan for you. The Bible tells us that 
if we fix our eyes on Jesus, he's the author and perfecter of our faith. He has not made a mistake. He has called us to do something that might be hard, but he has a plan to make it beautiful. And even if that means we have to be refined in the process, and even if that means we have to learn some hard lessons about ourselves or about our family, God has a plan and he will use that for good. I think it's so important as a step parent or as a step couple to be willing to ask for help. And to ask for help is a sign of we really want to show that we're humble. We want to improve. There's nothing wrong with seeking help and finding ways to sort of get through this. There is hope once you can really just learn what works and what doesn't. Hmm, So good. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for uh, joining us this morning. It's been rich. That's a hard, challenging lesson for all of us to learn. And some of us don't don't ever learn it. We just sit around being frustrated that no one's pouring into us. But uh, man, that thing that uh, you talked about early and you demonstrated in your life and shared throughout this morning of, man, there's richness in uh, pouring out yourself for other people. There is. And you know something about when we truly die to self and we truly just surrender to Christ, our lives, God has a way of blessing us in ways that we could have never expected. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at the situation now, we have to realize now is not forever. We are investing. We're putting coins in the piggy bank of our kids' lives, our stepkids' lives, or the lives of people around us that we may not get a thank you right now. They may not say thank you when they're young and when they're torn between wanting what they want and, you know, that they want you to say yes to everything now, but they understand that you are doing the hard thing and they get that. Over time, they do. And you know what? Even if your kids or stepkids never say thank you, God will say, well done, good and faithful servant, when we get to heaven someday. Well, Heidi, our time with you has been so rich this morning. Thank you very much for being so open about this topic that is relatable to so many in the MyBridge family. Your perspective and your insight has really been helpful. And thank you for sharing your morning with us today. Thank you so much.